Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. These are fresh off the news feeds. Eight Facebook ad critiques from the perpetual traffic team. With just a few tweaks, this could be a great ad and not merely just a good ad. Three very different ads, all with great qualities and things that we can take away and implement in our own campaigns. Our version of F8. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode number 98 of Perpetual Traffic. Today's episode is eight Facebook ad critiques from the Perpetual Traffic team. So, our version of F8. (laughs) So it's uh, Ralph, Molly, and myself. Uh, We're going to be taking you through eight different ad critiques the good and the bad. We're going to show you what we like and what we don't like. And like always, you can find all the screenshots and anything we reference in this episode on the show notes over at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 98. Molly's got three critiques. Ralph's got two critiques and Keith has three. So let's get right into it. Hey guys, Molly Pittman here. Hope you're having an awesome day. I'm excited to critique some ads for you. I've picked out three ads that are very different and in very different markets. So hopefully you pick out some nuggets of information here that help with your ads. Now, again, um, if you want to see these ads for themselves, they're at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, but I'm going to do my best to describe them to you. So the first one that I'm going to critique is from homechef.com. Now, this is a screenshot of an ad that someone sent me, so I don't have the landing page. And it's actually just an ad in in the right-hand 
side placement. So we don't have a lot to work with, but I wanted to critique this one because I think they do something that's really cool and it shows you really what simplicity will get you and what a good marketing hook, how far that will get you. So again, this is from homechef.com. The headline says, try Home Chef today, $30 off your first order. So it sounds like Home Chef is one of the, the meal delivery services. And the amount of copy that I can see, you know, probably the first line of copy in the newsfeed is, if you think steak dinners are out of your price range, think again. We deliver everything and then it cuts off. But the premise here is that this is a meal delivery company. Now, what's really cool is the image. So on the left-hand side, they have a steak that's sliced up and there is a money sign in the top left-hand corner and it's green. And next to that image is another steak and it actually doesn't look quite as good as the steak on the left-hand side. In the top left-hand corner of that image, it has three dollar signs and they are red. And so they're absolutely portraying their marketing message here of if you think steak dinners are out of your price range, think again. So they've used an approved uh, before and after picture here because it's not talking about weight loss to really compare a steak that you would order at a restaurant and showing three red dollar signs, right? So that's going to emotionally tell someone, whoa, this is expensive, compared to another steak that also looks great with a green, just one dollar sign. And what's cool about this is they've been able to portray their entire marketing message with their image. So they're showing that, that you can get this steak dinner at your own home for less money than you would get it at the restaurant, but it's similar quality. Um, and of course, they're making a great offer of $30 off of your first order. So I just thought this was a really awesome ad and I wanted to show you guys, and it goes to show how simple your ads can be, especially if you're able to rely on an analogy or a comparison. Right. So Home Chef is not saying, you know, we deliver to your door the food's high quality. They're comparing it to something that most people in life have experienced a steak dinner um, at a restaurant that's great, but might be out of their price range. So, again, I thought this was an awesome ad. Now, the next ad that I'm going to critique is from Ministry of Supply, and they are selling clothing. They're selling a, a menswear shirt. And the copy says, everyone sweats, but not everyone has to see it. Sweat wicking menswear. Ministry of Supply garments are sweat wicking, breathable and ventilated, making the summertime day-to-day -day a whole lot more comfortable. Now, I love this ad because it provides a why beyond this is an inexpensive shirt or this shirt exists, right? Which is what most clothing stores rely on. There's a why here and how it will improve the person's average day to day. Everyone sweats, but this will make sure that people don't see your pit stains. I think that's a great hook and there's so much more of a reason to buy this shirt than just its cost or that it exists. Now, the image is a guy sort of leaning over with this shirt on, and the image is fine, but if I were to improve this ad, 
I would portray the marketing message a bit more in the image by maybe even showing, you know, someone with pit stains and then this, you know, suave looking guy with no pit stains and very happy with his life. So if I was to make one little tweak to this ad, it would be that we really hit on that pain point of, of pit stains a bit more in the image. But overall, I think they did a really great job. Now, the last ad that I'm going to critique is pretty interesting. So this was an ad that came up in my friend's newsfeed. He lives here in Austin, and it actually showed up this week. And it was from Blazer Tag. And Blazer Tag is like a laser tag facility here in Austin. And it says, looks like rain all weekend long. <laughs> Let Blazer Tag save the day for all of those outdoor birthday parties. We still have spots available on Saturday and Sunday throughout the day. Our event coordinators are eagerly awaiting your call and would love to get you booked. Call us today. And then they've linked to the Austin Weather Weekend on AccuWeather.com, and it's just pulled in an image from AccuWeather. So first of all, I thought this was a brilliant ad for a local business taking advantage of the weather this weekend and possible pain points, right? Parents might be having outdoor birthday parties and be freaking out and, and not knowing you know, exactly what to do, how to save their kid's birthday. I thought this was absolutely brilliant and it goes to show how local businesses or really any business can take advantage of current situations like weather, um, especially for a local business. Now, if I were to tweak this ad a bit, I would call out Austin. So it says, looks like rain all, all weekend long. I would say, Austinites, looks like rain all weekend long. Let Blazer Tag save the day for all of those outdoor birthday parties. So I would have actually added on to this and brought up other scenarios than just outdoor birthday parties. So what are you going to do with your kids since it's raining, right? They could have broadened this ad out a little bit because most people in Austin are looking for something to do this weekend because it is raining. Um, so they could have broadened it out a bit and not made it just about birthday parties. But the fact that they came out and said, the weather is going to be bad. We are your solution, right? That was great. So I just would have tightened up the ad copy to speak to other scenarios where people might be looking for something to do because it's raining. Um, I actually wouldn't have linked to the AccuWeather forecast. I guess if they don't have a landing page, that's okay, but maybe even link to their Yelp page or you know, if they do have a web page, link to their home page where people can learn more information because they're just sending, you know, AccuView free traffic. And, you know, the weather is something that if you say people, you know, it's going to rain this week and there is trust there, right? It's something that's that's pretty factual. So I would have linked to some other page where they could have received more information. They did have the phone number in the ad copy, which was great. But um, I would have just added a few details here that made it easier for conversions to happen and that made it easier for people to see themselves in a situation where a blazer tag could be the solution to their rainy weekend. So again, a great concept here and something that you should think about, especially as a local business, how are you taking advantage of what's happening you know, week to week or month to month in your community? And how can you position your product or service to best fit the needs of the people that live in your local area? 
So I hope you guys enjoyed those critiques, three very different ads, all with great qualities and things that, that we can take away and implement in our own campaigns. All right, so now it's my turn. This is Keith Krantz back with you, and let's get into my three critiques. Number one is an ad that I saw in the right column. So this ad is by uh, GoInfinitus.com, and Scott Oldford, O-L-D-F-O-R-D, is the creator of these ads. And I noticed just by his comments and threads, he's kind of always up on the cutting edge of, of what's happening. So when I saw this ad, I actually didn't know it was him until I got further into it. So once I saw that it was him, I was like, oh, okay, he, he knows what he's talking about here. So my radar kind of went down. Initially, when I see an ad that I, that I like, my radar goes up, like looking for holes. And, and most of the ads that I was looking for for this episode, it was tough because it was probably 80-20. Uh, 80% of the ads were negative comments I had and 20% were positive. Just most of the stuff that we see in, in the newsfeed or on the right column is stuff that you know we would definitely do differently. So I like it when I see a good one here and super simple, basically, just like everything that we teach on this podcast. So remember, this is a right column ad. This is not a newsfeed ad. So it's got an image of a cover of a guide, the three phase landing page mastery, get the guide. So the one thing I would say though, is the writing on that is pretty small. So the, the title of that book for the right column version of this ad is just a little bit too small. So I'm sure it wasn't designed initially for a right column ad. It was just designed for the ebook and for a newsfeed ad, it would be okay. Um, but it's got the subtitle in there that you can't read at all in the ad. So that's just minor though, because the landing page mastery title of it does stand out and you can see that very clearly. Below that is the headline, 50% plus conversion rates for landing pages, question mark. So once again, leading with a question is always just one of the go-to strategies that we like to use. And then below that is, did you know there are three types of landing pages if used properly? It's easy to get 50% plus con dot, dot, dot. So that says conversion. And this is a right column ad, so we don't get to see the rest of the ad copy. So I like this because it's got the very clear 50%. It's a question mark, so there's some curiosity and I like the three types of landing pages. So that brings even more curiosity. And who doesn't want to get 50% plus conversion rates? Most people. And so if you click on that, then it goes to the landing page, free guide, all in full caps, in parentheses, as kind of the pre-headline. It's written bigger than the headline, but it's a very simple headline. So free guide below that is three-phase landing page mastery. And then below that, the subhead has a little black background square. I kind of like this. And... It's discover the three-phase process to achieving 55% plus conversion rates on your landing pages almost every time with examples, in parentheses. I love that too. This landing page has really good ad scent, as, as Molly and Ralph like to call it on this podcast, which is when the landing page looks very similar to the ad itself. So people feel comfortable when they land on that. Subconscious alarms don't go off. You know, it's got a basically first name and email to, to get the guide. And it's a simple landing page. You know, I took it all the way through just to see what would happen here. And it's got a pretty cool little process. You know, on the next page, he, he says, thanks for signing up. Want to skip the wait and start using this three-phase landing page approach immediately to generate qualified leads. Sign up for the five-day marketing funnel challenge 
to plan out your fully automated marketing funnel that brings you leads day in and day out. So you have to opt in again. It's kind of weird, but your name and email is already pre-filled out and it's for a five-day challenge. But I do kind of, I like that because he's building goodwill instead of kind of surprising people He's letting them know that, yes, this is another piece of content that you're going to get, even though it's free. I could see this headline being very similar if you were to go right into some kind of a one-time offer for a course or a product. And then if you opt in again, it basically just takes you to how to access and he invites you to a free Facebook group. So he's using the free Facebook group to build community and he's using Facebook ads to really quickly grow that audience. That's it for Scott. Good stuff, Scott. And number two. Number two is an ad by Muscle Tech. This is a health and fitness supplement. It's a protein powder that they sell. So this is Mass Consumer. And this one I saw in the newsfeed. And when I first saw it, I was like, gosh, I don't remember being at Muscle Tech's website recently. How come I'm seeing this type of ad? It looks like a retargeting ad. It looks like a shopping cart abandonment ad. I'm not sure what happened, but It's got one line of copy and it says, don't miss this deal on the most advanced protein formulas ever created, exclamation point. And that's it. No call to action. You know, there is a call to action below the image, but that's it for the ad. And then it's got an image, a nice good image of uh, muscle tech to the big bottles of protein with some chocolate, like looks like chocolate milk splashing around it. So it's a red background for that lower third and white all caps font. And then below that for the headline, it's the same thing. Buy two, get one free. In the description, link description is kind of like the subheadline. It says, mix and match the best protein lineup in the world. Buy two bottles of any four pounds or 5.5 pounds NitroTech formula. You'll get a third bottle of equal or lesser value free. Shop now is the button call to action. And this has 129 reactions, you know, likes, loves, or, you know, angry faces. And it's got five comments and two shares. Now, you've heard us mention this before on this podcast. If you haven't, go back and listen to episode 67 or 68, where we went over our proven three-step video ad formula or any of our episodes where we've talked about ad creative and ad copy. Sometimes I will mention the like to share ratio. And when you're running ads, you're always going to build up likes. It's just a collateral benefit. People will like your ad and some of them will comment, some of them will share it. So I always like to look at the ratio of likes to shares. So for every 10 people that like or love or or just react on your ad, how many people share it? So if 10 people like it and one person shares it, then that's a 10 to one ratio. If 10 people like it or love it or react on it and five people share it, that's a two to one ratio. And so when you get to the point where you're like close to two to one or, you know, three to one or better or something like that, for every 10 people that like it, you have three shares, especially if you're in the B2B space, business to business, you're doing pretty good. In the B2C, you typically want to have even better ratios. So if you're selling health and fitness or personal growth or anything like that, if I see an ad that has less than two to one or really less than three to one, then might not be the greatest ad. If it's a retargeting ad like this, product-focused, deal-focused, it's okay. It's just how it's going to be. You're, you're not going to expect to have a, high, a great ratio there. But this is a cold audience. Now, yes, of course, I'm in their target audience because I'm very healthy and I, and I buy protein and stuff. But this is not a retargeting ad for me. So they have 129 
likes, reactions, and two shares. Okay, so that right there just tells me that this ad is probably costing a lot of money. And I just know just by the, the ad copy and everything. So it's just very focused on getting the protein. There's no value. There's no aha moment here anywhere. So one caveat here, if you have a very good offer, like buy two, get one free, you could do something like an offer ad, like a Facebook offer that has expiration. And so it's like a coupon type of deal. And so sometimes these offers, because it's such a good impulse buy thing, you don't need great ad copy because it's such a good, compelling offer. How can you add something? You don't have to have a lot of ad copy. I mentioned this on episode 97, Ryan Dice's seven questions he asked himself before writing any piece of ad copy. He went over all these back on episode 84. and, And number one is what comes to mind here. Number one is how can we make our offer appear novel, unique, and distinctive? What is it about this NitroTech protein that stands out? What is it that makes you different? You know, maybe it's something like, did you know that 90% of men over the age of 35 are getting too much uh, cassian protein or whey protein, whatever it is. And this is why we created this because it has the right formula of different types of proteins. So there's different ways you can do this. What happens is, is when people see your ad, their guard comes down and they want to click on it and maybe buy it. But also, even if they're not in your audience, you might've given them an aha moment about nutrition. And so they will like it and they might share it, which means you get free impressions. But more importantly, that is a signal that is sent to Facebook's algorithm that tells them that people like your ad and they reward you with cheaper conversion costs and more impressions. So this ad takes you to a product page where there's a pop-up of a buy two, get one free kind of coupon. So they're just going much too quickly to the offer. What they're doing is they're, they're the guy at the bar that goes up to the girl that's about to order a drink and tells her to, hey, save some, hey, why don't you save your money and save some time and, and uh, just, I'll buy you some drinks tonight and, and why don't you just come home with me tonight? And uh, while we're at it, why don't we get married? But it's not very authentic, is it? No, it's probably not really what she wants to hear. All right, number three. Let's get into number three. And this is another good one that I liked. This one is by ClickFunnels. And it's a video ad that I saw in the right column. And we'll have the screenshot of this in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, episode 98. Coincidentally, there's, a, there's actually a ClickFunnels ad in the newsfeed at the same time. But the ad that I'm talking about is in the right column and it's a video ad. And I like this because it hits on a ton of things that we talk about in the three-step video ad formula. And I'm just going to play a a few seconds of it here. Jared. Hey, Nicole. Hi. So look what I found. So Nicole is in the middle with a white background with a weird like cardboard sign of the ClickFunnels logo. And then Jared comes in from out of the frame on the left side and walks pretty quickly into the frame. So guess what they have? They have that pattern interrupt with motion. We love the motion. And then they go right into kind of leading with some of the frustrations that people have with their website. And what I love about this video is it goes in and it really shows that transformation. It really uses the Eddie formula. We love to see videos that you know either do all four of these or at least two or three of these. Educate, demonstrate, inform, and or entertain. ClickFunnels. What's ClickFunnels? It's for our online business. But we already have like a website and Facebook. Why do we need a funnel? 
but, but that's so confusing. Our customers come and it's just, there's too much. It's like going to a grocery store and it's a grocery store you've never been in before. You walk in and there's so many aisles and it's so hard to find what you're looking for. I've been listening to this podcast because a uh, great metaphor there, right? We've been talking about quite a bit that, that Ryan talked about back on that same episode, number 84. And that would be Number five, what metaphor can we use to tap into the brain and positively associate with our offer? We're going to take one button, one click, and drop in our headline. Love this because they're, they're doing a lot of things we talk about. They're also demonstrating, okay? And they're also giving a lot of people an aha moment because they might not realize this type of technology exists. So they'll share it, and it's just got a great positive energy to it as well. Now, a couple critiques I have on this is that this is a right column ad and we always recommend people when they're running video ads to get a link in the ad copy itself. Because if you don't do that, you have to watch this all the way to the very end to actually get to a clickable link. And at the end, the call to action is a 14-day free trial, which is a great offer. Okay, click now to get your 14-day free trial. But there's nowhere, it doesn't mention the URL and you can't click it anywhere unless you watch all the way to the end. And the one big recommendation we have to people when they do longer videos, and this isn't too long, it's two minutes, but even if you're doing you know, a minute and a half, but if you're doing two, three, four, five, six, 10, 12 minute videos, as long as you've ha- you have natural, authentic calls to action throughout your video, then they don't have to watch the whole thing, right? But you also need a URL in the post copy in, in the text area there, especially when it's a right column because there's no call to action button below the video like there is in the newsfeed is if somebody shares that video, they share it, they're one of their friends is not in your target audience, sometimes that won't even show up at all at the end, that link. So you're kind of, you're really hosed. So you want to make sure and get that link in there. And it helps you brand your, your business better as well. They can remember that, make it an easy to remember, use pretty link or some kind of a redirect. So it's a very simple URL, even if it's a trackable link. And that will make a huge, huge difference just the one thing to, to realize if you have a super like viral type of video that's got that's really, really funny or it's just it just gets really cheap views, like you know, less than a penny views because it's so engaging. Sometimes having a link in the post can kill off some of that organic reach, which it can end up costing you more money on your when you're paying for views. So just remember that. But in most cases, especially this type of audience, I would always put the link in the post copy. That's my three. Ralph, you're next. Hey, this is Ralph, and these are my two critiques for Facebook ads that I saw in my mobile newsfeed just today. And I'll be critiquing them specifically around how they appear in mobile because upwards of 90% of Facebook's traffic right now is on mobile. So you really do have to be very careful and preview your ads in mobile prior to setting them live. I would make sure that you do that first, even before desktop. And uh, the second one that I'll critique here, you can actually see that they probably didn't do that for mobile. So the first ad is by a company called SharpSpring, and there's a couple of things that I like about it. I actually like some things, but I don't like more things than the stuff that I do like. And we'll obviously link to both of these images in the show notes. But uh, the first thing is, is that they ask a question in their first line of their ad copy, which is good. A lot of people don't do that. And I think that's a great way, if you're not a great ad copywriter, just ask a question. What we will typically say is, 
when we have an agency customer that comes on board, we just ask them, you know, what's the biggest frustration of your market? You know, have you done a survey to your list and find out what the biggest frustration is or the biggest desire? So you want to speak to that known desire, like what keeps them up at night? Like, you know, what's waking them up at 3 a.m.? Can you address that specific issue? And ideally having some kind of an offer that is tailored to that issue that solves it, hopefully, or your product solves it is a great way to go. So to be able to pull that out, we try and dog whistle call out that. And it's just a, a Dan Kennedy, Frank Kern term that we use quite a bit, which is to try and call out the avatar by asking them a question. Sometimes we actually will do it, say, hey, coaches, or stay-at-home moms, this is a solution for you, or something like that. So anyway, so on this one, they do ask a question. Uh, the problem is, is that the question, I don't really know what the question <laughs> is, actually, and I've been targeted for this. So I'm not really even sure what they're selling. So that question I do like. Uh, so we're going to start there. And the other thing that I do like is that they're using, you could tell they, they have a friends of fans overlay on this, which is pretty cool. Friends of fans, you can spot those by whether or not there is a, a line at the top of the ad that says one of your friends on Facebook likes whatever the company is. So in this case, my friend Josh Long likes Sharpspring. So I know that they are using a friends of fans overlay. So they could either be doing just friends of fans, everyone, it could be, or they could be doing, you know, an overlay, which is basically when we use people who are friends of people who like your page, which is in your drop down inside your ads manager. So in ads manager under detailed targeting, there's a little button that says connections and it says add a connection type. So you can target your fans by going to Facebook pages and then people who like your page. Those would be your fans of your business page, right? So you can target those people. But what you can also do is you can target friends of people who like your page. So you can also exclude people who like your page too. If you're doing like a, a like campaign, we, we do that as an exclusion because we don't want to target the same people who've already liked the uh, the actual page. So I know that they're using friends of people who like your page because of that one part to the ad. So I do like that a lot. So that's where the things that I like end, <laughs> unfortunately, for this one. And the reason is, is that... The rest of it is somewhat confusing. So the question that they ask is one that I really don't know what this means. I mean, I'm in their their avatar grouping, and I'm not really even sure what they're asking me here. Looking for a marketing automation platform. I, I don't have any clue as to what that means. That could be a hundred different things in my mind. So, you know, for me, it would be better to say, are you frustrated that you can't automate your social media posts or, you know, uh, frustrated that you're doing your social media posts manually, question mark, you know, something like that. I think that's kind of what they do here. A marketing automation platform is not something that I wake up in the morning or wake up in the middle of the night thinking about. I think about, you know, how am I going to get more leads for my business? How am I going to get more sales for my business? How am I going to manage my team? Uh, you know, how am I going to make our processes more efficient? Like these are the sorts of things I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about. And as a, as a business owner, my, my guess is that they sell a solution, an automation solution that probably helps with marketing, helps with my marketing. But the question does not hit that that real urgent pain for me, that that bleeding neck 
pain <laughs> that Perry Marshall talks about. So right there, we've already critiqued to the heck out of just that first line, but you get what I'm saying. The first line should be speaking to that known pain, that known aggravation, that known desire. And then your solution is whatever the next step is to click on the ad or to get, you know, in this case, it's a compare the top six vendors on pricing terms and reviews with our interactive guide. Download now. Now, I actually like this because uh, this, I guess this does go back onto the like side of the ledger here is that they are doing a, a lead magnet that co is comparing vendors. So that's actually kind of cool. Now, obviously, because I'm getting it from SharpSpring, it's going to be geared more towards SharpSpring. It only stands to reason. And uh, they do actually have sort of this matrix that actually shows like what they do and what other people do. I still don't really know exactly what they do, but that's part of the part of the problem of the ad is that. So, and then they actually waste some space there and say, download now in the post copy. We never do that in the in the post copy. We always sort of assume that people know that they need to click. We might say, you know, click here to learn more, something like that. So download now, they use that, the download button and their call to action button. A lot of people think that, hey, if I click that button, I might automatically download it and they might steal my information off Facebook. You just never really know what people are going to do. So we try to make those buttons a little bit less restrictive or a little bit less intimidating. So we'll typically use learn more. Like all you want to do is you want to sell the click in your ad. And these guys are trying to get you to download the guide. They don't even know what they're downloading yet on the ad itself, which probably leads to a very low click-through rate, a very high cost per click, and probably a very high cost per acquisition. So let me go into the image here. The image is a stock photo of someone writing something on a piece of paper, and it has nothing to do with the hook in the message. In the image, it actually says, compare the top six marketing automation vendors. That's great. I still don't know what a marketing automation vendor is. I would rather see this image be something more along the lines of like what my problem is. You know, if I'm having trouble getting my social media posts out on time, or, you know, my Facebook ads aren't working well, or, you know, I'm not getting return on ad spend from my YouTube advertising. Like that's this kind of stuff that you want to kind of talk to. And I don't know as if those are necessarily hooks for this type of ad, but they're definitely not speaking to that. So if you get your hook down and your copy, your image should reinforce whatever that hook is. You know, maybe there's a picture of somebody frustrated at their desk about their Facebook ads, or maybe there's an inside sort of graphic of like the Facebook ads manager with, you know, frowny faces on it. I don't know what it would be, but those images would reinforce that hook that I'm sort of making up for these guys for SharpSpring. So there's that. So the image I, I don't like at all, and I would definitely not use stock photos if you can avoid it, just because people, it screams ads. It really does. It just absolutely tells people uh, that this is an advertisement. So they also take up about half of their image with copy. So chances are they're probably getting under delivery of this ad, because if you have too much more than 20% text in your image, then Facebook will limit your impressions. So if you're not watching your Facebook ads or you're just pumping out these ads you know, through an automation software or through some third-party vendor, you probably won't ever see these messages, these error messages. That's why we manage everything through the tools that Facebook gives us so we can stay in real time and understand, yeah, all right, maybe we do have too much copy in the image. And that's definitely the case here because it, it shows up as about 30 to 40% easily of the image. So the last thing uh, on this ad that I don't like is the fact that the headline, you'll see this in the show notes, is completely cut off. 
So your headline should not be cut off. Uh, your headline should be front and center. It's this. I would say it's probably the second or third most important part of your ad, with your your ad copy or post copy on the top. Your image maybe being second. Your headline maybe being a close third. But the headline says the six marketing automation vendor dot dot dot. So that means that Facebook cut that off because I can't see anybody writing that as a line in a uh, a mobile newsfeed ad. And once again, they're using the download call to action button. It's a little bit too intimidating for this type of thing. So I like the fact that, you know, they are doing a comparison. It's kind of a cool idea for a lead magnet. I would definitely go through, you know, sort of the ad copy a little bit more with a hook, reinforce it with the image, and also make it so that you're selling the click and not intimidating people. They think that the download is going to automatically happen, which is sort of the way that this ad leads you to believe. And, you know, really, you gotta, you just have to preview your ads on mobile prior to setting them live. And you can do it inside the ads manager. You can also send it to your phone just to make sure it looks good, you know, depending on what kind of device that you have. So all those sorts of things. And you can kind of see that there are actually some likes on this ad. Very low like to share ratio, I would say about, you know, one to seven thereabouts, which is very low. You know, we aim for, you know, two to one or maybe one to one in like a best case scenario, maybe three to one. Uh, And this one is about a seven to one with 10 comments, which I did not read. And I'm sure they're probably not great comments either. So there's our first ad with the do's and don'ts of SharpSpring. Now, the second one is from somebody who actually know fairly well, but uh, I haven't seen their ads in quite some time, but I do know a little bit of a backstory about their business. It's from Ted McGrath's message to millions. So he teaches and coaches business people to use their life story and message to make impact through it. So this is for speakers, coaches, consultants. He has a bunch of different products that are, are really top-notch, really high-quality stuff. This ad, which I saw in my mobile newsfeed as well, is a lot better than the last one that I saw. It's still, there's some room for improvement here. So he, like the SharpSpring ad, uh, starts with a question. But this question is actually, it's a pretty good question. It's a little bit on the longish side, but it says, want more people to actually watch your videos, teleseminars, and webinars. And then below that, it says, swipe my 11-point presentation template and then there's a very long URL, and then it gets cut off, unfortunately. Continue reading is what it looks like inside um, my phone here, which I would rather have. It, sometimes it's hard to do this because you, you'd have to actually preview this in all different devices. But one of the things when we're promoting just a straight opt-in for a, a template or a lead magnet or a checklist or something like that is we tend to not put the naked URL is what we call, we referred back to this lab a few episodes ago, which is basically that HTTP colon forward slash forward slash URL string. We don't put that in the post copy at all if they need to just click on the image or click on the, you know, the call to action button or wherever to go to the page. So uh, we tend to use the URL for video only. And the reason is, is because for video, you really don't have the opportunity to to click and go off page until the end of the video, which takes up you know a fair bit of the real estate in the ad. But with an image post ad like this one, uh, you can click immediately to that URL. So we don't take up that space in that all important post copy area. So what I would do here instead is I would probably take that out 
and uh, just use what they have, which is, you know, get my 11-point presentation template, you know, here or something like that. Really super short. I would also add some emojis to this. So we talked about the value of emojis back in episode, I believe it was 97. And, you know, I would add something there to that first line. I was also split test the heck out of that first line. And, uh, you know, as much as possible. So probably at least three or four or five different headlines. And then uh, take out the URL part and then just get them to click. Because if you're a speaker, if you're a, a coach, like you want people to watch your videos, teleseminars and webinars. So that is a pain point. So I think they're actually hitting on something here, which is pretty good. I would like to sort of delve into that a lot more with them to figure out, all right, what is it specifically that they want behind that desire? It might, you might want to you know, cut into that, or you might want to tap into that in your question. But so far, so good, I think, with some of this. But I think the reason why they're probably not getting as many clicks is because of that, um, that URL, which is just taking up so much space. So another thing that I would do here in that first line, even though I think the question is actually pretty good, I would probably shorten it up a little bit in the question. But what I would also do is I would call out the individual avatars. So what you do is you would match your ad with the different avatars that you have. Let's say you've got coaches, speakers, and then maybe service professionals. You could probably put in something like attention coaches, hey, or hey coaches, you know, colon, or brackets around coaches only, you know, something like that. So it's calling out that avatar. It's an obvious dog whistle call out. But if you match that with coaching-based interests, or then you do one for speakers and do speaker-based interests, now you're really having this very good synergy between your ad copy, your hook, as well as your audiences. And then if you can reinforce that through the image, which we'll get to in just a second, it's really, um, we've seen that strategy work extremely well to lower overall cost per clicks, cost per acquisition, shoot up your click-through rate, and uh, all of which leads to a better end result. So I would definitely add that in as part of the split test. So now on to the image. So the image here, I, well, there's two things that I like on it. First off, there is some branding in the lower right-hand corner, which we do uh, in the agency to reinforce branding for our customers. We always sort of like that. It looks, it looks good uh, as long as it doesn't get in the way of the 20% text rule. So we'll typically do that. So I do like that. They also have a picture of the ultimate online presentation swipe file, which is very cool. But then there's this woman on a laptop sitting on the beach and she's looking at the laptop. I'm not exactly sure why she's there. So it, maybe it's because she's watching the video tele-summoner or webinar, but it's just not abundantly clear. So that is I, what I don't like. And it's obviously, it's a stock photo. Uh, it hasn't been retouched or anything, which if we do use stock photos, we have a, an agency policy that you have to Instagramize it, which makes it look like it's native in the, in the newsfeed. So we add like an Instagram filter to those stock images just so they don't look so stock photo-y. So this one is just taken right from a, from a stock photo site and then used. Uh, another small detail in the image, which I don't like as well, is that you can tell that the image of the swipe file was taken from another photo and you know it just doesn't seem to fit right she's sitting on the beach but the swipe file actually you can see its reflection in front of it like it's sitting on a glass table so it just bothers me that would be something that i would definitely change i would like to see some kind of reinforcement of the hook 
you know, somebody, maybe somebody visually watching a presentation or somebody in the front row of a presentation, just like aghast at how great the speaker is, you know, uh, I probably wouldn't use a stock photo in that case because it would, there's plenty of stock photos of people that are sitting in actual seminars and uh, it would just look a little bit too stock photo-y there. So we would probably use some sort of vector image, something that's an analogy of this you know, maybe with a computer that shows like, you know, a webinar being done or people gathering around a computer and all watching it, you know, something like that, but probably not a stock photo, something that our creative designers would have to put some effort into. So, because it's a really, really important part to get the click. The hook in the first line, the question is really, really important. Your your image is really important to, to stop the scroll. So think of people on their mobile newsfeed as just thumbing. They're just thumbing through their newsfeed. So how are you going to stop that thumb from scrolling? So you need a, a killer image that speaks to that urgent need or reinforces the hook in the, in the ad copy of that urgent need and concisely conveys your message in seconds. Like this stuff is important. You've got to get this stuff right. So uh, one of the things that I do like about it is if you actually click through on the ad, we won't actually see this in the show notes, but if you click through the ad, you actually do see the swipe file immediately, which is good. So there is some ad sent that goes right from the ad right to the landing page, which is good. Although I would definitely want to see if I can squeeze the call to action button to enter, uh, to click to enter my name and email above the fold in my phone, if at all possible. So tiny little details here. Guys that, you know, I mean, we nitpick this stuff pretty much day in and day out, but, you know, every once in a while, a bad ad does get through. But in most cases, we've got a pretty strict quality control measures that we put in place to make sure that all these ads look really, really top notch. So, I mean, I think this ad is a good one. I think there's ways to improve it uh, overall, but with just a few tweaks, this could be a great ad and not merely just a good ad. So those are my two for this week. Well, that's our F8 in case you don't know what that is, that's Facebook's big conference. They do kind of developer conference, F8. So that was the little tongue-in-cheek joke I made at the intro in case you didn't get that. That's our eight Facebook ad critiques. Uh, please get to the show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, episode 98. Uh, if you like this episode, if you like this podcast in general, we'd love to hear from you. Please leave your reviews over at iTunes. Leave us an honest review. Give us some feedback. Uh, we'd love to uh, call call you out. We're going to start reading some of these reviews once in a while on this show. So we'd love to hear from you. And other than that, we really love doing this. Uh, this is our best part of the week. Once again, we, we keep repeating this, but uh, can't wait to talk to you again next week. Got some great stuff coming. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.